Hello and welcome to Health Matters, the podcast giving you the knowledge in all matters of health. I'm your host, Dr. Tom, and each episode I'll be taking you through a different topic related to health in an easy to understand way so that you can have the information to help keep yourself healthy. Before we begin, uh, just to make clear that this podcast does not replace a visit to your doctor as they'll be able to personalize their medical advice to your individual situation. So let's begin. On today's episode, we'll be discussing cholesterol, what it is, what it means for our health, and importantly, what you can be doing about it. So what is cholesterol? Well, cholesterol is a fatty substance naturally found within our body, and fats are used in all sorts of processes within the body, including sort of the building and repair of our cells. So cholesterol is the way that our body transports some of this fat through our circulation, through our bloodstream. So if it's a necessary part of our body's functions, then it can't be a bad thing, right? Well, there are two types of cholesterol, good and bad. Good cholesterol, also known as HDL, helps to transport the fat in our blood, keeping it moving. Whereas bad cholesterol, known as LDL, has a tendency to collect in the walls of our blood vessels. Over many years, these builds up can actually get bigger and bigger. And actually, they can get to a point where they are so big that they actually start to block off the blood flow through the blood vessel. If this happens in the brain, then it would cause a stroke because the brain's starved of oxygen. Or if it were to happen in the heart, then this is a heart attack because the heart's starved of oxygen. So the more bad cholesterol that's in our blood, the more of this buildup will happen. So high levels of bad cholesterol uh, can increase the risks of our strokes and heart attacks. Conversely, good cholesterol helps to keep this stuff moving and stops it building up. So higher levels of good cholesterol can protect us from these things. So as you can see, it's beneficial for us to have higher amounts of good cholesterol and lower amounts of bad cholesterol. Um, the question really is, how much is too much and, and what can we do to change the, these levels of good and bad cholesterol? Well, finding out your good your, well, your cholesterol levels is quite simple. Um, you might be able to have a finger prick test uh, if you're eligible for a routine NHS health check. Um, or your doctor or medical team might be able to offer you a, a blood test to look at the levels. The results that come back show your total cholesterol levels, so good and bad added together, as well as the breakdown of the good and bad cholesterol levels. And it's really the proportion of these two things of the good and bad cholesterol that's the most important side of things. So there are numbers to guide us about how much is too much, um, but they do only serve as a guide. It's, it's best to discuss your own personal levels with your medical team as you may have some other health conditions uh, which impact on this. So if you had other health conditions which also increase your risk of strokes or heart attacks, then it may mean that we need to be a bit more stricter with your cholesterol levels. A good way of understanding what your cholesterol levels mean for you is for your medical team to work through a series of questions with you in something called a Q-risk score. So these questions look at different aspects of your health which contribute overall to your risk of strokes or heart attacks. So for example, how old you are, your height and weight, uh, whether you smoke, your blood pressure, um, other medications you might be on, or other, other health conditions that you have, uh, and as we're discussing today, your cholesterol levels. The result gives you a bit of an idea of what your potential risk for having a stroke or heart attack might be over the period of next 10 years, because these things do take time to develop. It's often not what your risk is the next day, but over a longer period of time. What it also does is it allows you to compare your risk to 
somebody else. So particularly somebody else who may have normal cholesterol levels if yours are a bit high. So you can compare yourself to someone who's the same age, same gender and same ethnicity, but perhaps has different cholesterol levels. And this can just help us to understand a little bit more about what our current cholesterol levels, uh, how they are affecting our risk effectively. So now that we understand a bit about our own personal levels and what it means for our risk, what can we do about it? Well, like many things to do with our health, cholesterol levels are very closely linked to our lifestyle and in particular our diet. So cholesterol is produced from the fat that we eat and quite simply, the more fat that we eat, the more cholesterol our body produces. This is true of both bad and good cholesterol. We increase our bad cholesterol by eating too much of the foods containing bad fats, and we can increase our good cholesterol by eating more foods with good fats. Bad fats are sometimes known as saturated fats, that's a type of fat, and uh, they increase our bad cholesterol levels. We know that most people in the UK consume far too much saturated fat, far too much bad fat. Now this can be found in things such as fatty cuts of meat, uh, meat products such as sausages or burgers, things such as butter and cheese, chocolate, biscuits, crisps, all the things that a lot of us like to eat, um, but we know we should reduce the amount that we're eating. Good fats, which are known as unsaturated fats, so saturated fat, bad fat, unsaturated fat is good fat, well they can help us to maintain our healthy cholesterol levels. So some types of unsaturated fat can actually increase our good cholesterol levels, um, whilst other types can actually lower our bad cholesterol levels. We find unsaturated fat, good fat, mostly in oils from plants and fish, so such as olive oil or rapeseed oil, uh, lots of different types of nuts, uh, and oily fish such as sort of sardines, salmon or trout. And you may have heard of omega-3, which is a good fat, uh, which comes from these sorts of oily fish and can be uh, really helpful in protecting us from strokes and heart attacks because of maintaining our cholesterol levels uh, where they should be. Um, so generally, the most benefit comes from reducing fat in our diet overall, particularly reducing that saturated fat, and also trying to make some changes from saturated to unsaturated fat, so from bad fat to good fat. So for example, using olive oil instead of vegetable oil. Um, food labels in the UK detail a lot about the total amount of fat in a food or product, uh, as well as the amount of saturated bad fat within that product. So you can use these to make informed choices about the food that you're eating and try and make some healthy swaps where you can. Um, it's not just diet that plays a part in our cholesterol levels, however, um, but other parts of our lifestyle. So for example, smoking is known to increase your bad cholesterol levels as well as generally putting a strain on our heart and significantly increasing our risk of heart attacks and strokes. Uh, drinking alcohol as well in excess also increases our cholesterol levels, so it makes your liver produce more bad cholesterol. So, so far we've talked about lots of things that we can cut out, cutting out fat in our diet, cutting out smoking, cutting out excess alcohol. Um, but one thing that we can increase is exercise. So exercise actually helps to increase the levels of good cholesterol in our body. And it also helps us to reduce our body fat. And we know body fat, particularly that fat around our abdomen, around our tummy, is, is bad for us. Higher levels of, of body fat are associated with higher levels of bad cholesterol and lower levels of good cholesterol. And also we know that body fat, like I say, particularly that around our tummy, causes general havoc in our body systems and generally increases our risk of strokes, heart attacks, diabetes, cancer. 
And we will really need a separate episode on, on exercise and, and how that can help with our body fat, how much we should be doing and, and, and how we should do it. So the last thing I'd like to discuss today is, is medication for cholesterol, um, the most common of which are called statins. If your cholesterol is at a level which is significantly increasing your risk, or perhaps you have other health conditions which increase your risk, such as diabetes, your medical team might advise you that to consider taking a statin. So statins work to reduce the amount of cholesterol by reducing the amount of cholesterol your liver produces. So normally your liver takes the fat in our diet and changes it into cholesterol, uh, which it uses for a variety of reasons. Um, now, if your liver is not able to produce as much cholesterol, then what it starts to do is take the cholesterol out of your bloodstream to make use of it. So in doing so, it reduces the amount of cholesterol going around your body. Now, taking a statin can actually reduce your cholesterol levels by around about 30%, or even in some people up to about 50%. So statins have been around for many, many years. Um, they've had a lot of bad press over the years, and a lot of that's been around sort of possible side effects. Um, but they have been changed a lot over the years and improved an awful lot. And for those that are currently in use, the vast majority of people will not experience any side effects at all. Uh, a small number of people may experience minor side effects such as diarrhea or nausea, and that may settle given time. Um, it's worth noting, however, taking statins with certain other types of medication can increase the risk of you developing more serious side effects such as muscle damage. And so it's important to discuss with your medical team about all the treatment that you're on and if the statin is going to be suitable for you. Because statins work on your liver as well, the doctor will ask you to have a liver blood test before starting treatment, after you've been on treatment for three months, and then again after a year, and that's just to check on how your liver's responding to the medication. But again, this is very rarely a problem. We do know that really the benefits of taking statins in the people that are advised to do so generally far outweighs any risk of side effects. And generally, if, if those are your numbers in mind, um, sort of a review of scientific studies shows that about one in every 50 people who are taking a statin for five years will avoid a serious event such as a heart attack or stroke because they are taking that statin. So it does have a protective effect. But like anything, it's not just in isolation. It needs to be kind of combined with all the other lifestyle changes that we're talking about. Just taking a statin doesn't mean that you can eat whatever you want or carry on smoking. We need to do all of these things together. So there we have it. Cholesterol, a necessary part of our bodies, but like many things, too much of it can be bad for us. Um, so the best way we can keep it where it should be is by making changes to our lifestyle, including our diet or activity levels. So I, I really hope you found this episode useful. Uh, if you'd like more information about cholesterol or reducing the fat in our diet or increasing our exercise levels, there's lots of really useful information on the NHS website. Another fantastic website for cholesterol particularly is Heart UK. So they are a cholesterol charity and I've got lots and lots of really great useful information on their website and advice about how to make some changes. So as I said at the top of the episode, um, please consult with your own medical team about your own personal circumstances and take it all into account in deciding what's best for yourself. Um, but until next time, take care. Thank you.